0: Hello, and welcome to the Digging Deeper podcast, hosted by 4 covering various aspects of the construction industry, including the equipment, people, companies, and associations making it all happen. Typically, articulated dump truck drivers are among the last positions filled on a job site, and they may not be the most experienced employees. The latest advancements make ADTs easier to operate. In this episode, field editor Kurt Bennick talks with Scott Thomas, rental services manager at Caterpillar, who discusses advanced technology and automated features and how they differentiate the latest generation of articulated trucks from their predecessors. Let's dig in with Curt and Scott now.
1: Welcome to the Digging Deeper podcast. This is Kurt Benek with 4ConstructionPros.com, and we're here talking to Scott Thomas about the new articulated trucks that Caterpillar is offering. Um, Scott, can you tell me a little bit about, I understand you guys have some new articulated truck technology, including um, some semi-autonomous functions on your trucks. Can you talk a little bit about that?
2: So, uh, thank you for having me, Kurt. Uh, Yeah, Scott Thomas from Caterpillar, the articulated truck application specialist. We, uh, we launched the, the 725, uh, at ConExpo. we uh, uh we start producing the 725 trucks, uh, February 24th. And the 725 replaces the 725 C2 model, so, following suit with that new nomenclature change, uh, that you're seeing all across Caterpillar products. So, the 725, um, is uh, you were know, two key targets that we wanted to, to, to do when we launched that truck, uh, the first one being put the new cab on it. So all the other models that we have, the 30, the 35, the 30 Ejector, the 40 GC, and the 40 Ejector, and the 45, they've all got that great new cab on it. We can go into great detail about that, what that brings to an operator and a customer. But uh, we wanted to get that cab on that last truck. So we were uh, successful in doing that. And we wanted to increase the performance. We wanted to get more production uh, and put more money in the, into the pocket of that uh, uh, owner. So um, we, we, we did do that. We accomplished both of those goals with the launch of this truck. Um, we did not, uh, to, to, to answer your question, uh, you know, we've got automated features up on here, but we do not have uh, uh, autonomy uh, or anything similar to that coming out of those trucks.
1: Okay. Yeah, I understand. Is it basically just um, kind of a semi-automation of the raising and lowering of the,
2: okay. light of the truck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So the the uh, the automated features that, uh, that that are really bringing a great value to to everybody are is the the combined transmission and the hoisting uh, all in one location. So the operator gets in the, in the machine, he sits down, he or she sits down. Seatbelt on, uh, you know, they they run this truck on a daily basis. With this new cab, um, now you've got the transmission gear selector, so park, neutral, reverse, drive, Mm -hmm. two, one. And then, all the fingertip controlled with your your fingertips, you can raise and lower the bed. Well, we thought, let's all put that in one location, uh, let's get a few more, uh, controls on that same, uh, joystick, which is the, uh, um, Second gear reverse on the large trucks. Weight brake on all the trucks. It's a it's a push button, and then the machine speed limit is on these trucks. So you get to a certain spot of the haul road, and you need to be uh, at a certain speed for a certain section. When you see that the speed on the display, you simply click one of the yellow buttons, the bottom the yellow button, on the joystick. And the truck will not go from the speed that you uh, that you set it at. Okay. If, uh, so everything is in one location, but. Here's what happens when you drive an arctic Your job is to get loaded. You pull under the excavator. You pull under the, the wheel loader. You back under the hopper. Your job is to get loaded and to drive from point A to point B. So m- most of us that drive our vehicles that we drive today, our are, are, are pickup trucks, our cars, our SUVs, we've got power windows. So we took that technology that, that we've got for those power windows up and down, and we put that on that joystick control. So now that operator gets to point B, and they want to raise the bed. Uh, they can do it manually, just pull ball with your finger and you can raise the bed and be, like, mm-hmm. pull your finger, the bed's going to stop you keep holding the lever back with your finger and the bed's going to go all the way up and you're going to lift off your load and that's great, and in a lot of situations that's what the operator's going to need to do but how about if we incorporate some automation in that and allow that truck to do that automatically so what we did was we, we, uh, uh, we, we enable that feature to be automatic so there's a switch next to the uh, joystick that you turn on. When you turn that on, that's the assisted hoist switch. So here's how it works. If the, if the operator is either driving below 2 miles an hour or if they are stopped. So if they're doing one of those two things, the operator mm-hmm. gets loaded up point A, drives to point B. When they get to point B, if they are stopped or they are traveling below 2 miles an hour, they've got the assisted hoist feature turned on. When they initiate that with their finger really quickly, the truck's going to neutralize the transmission automatically. So it's the first thing it does. It takes about three-quarters of a second to neutralize the transmission. So the gear shift can still be in park, reverse, neutral, drive. Again, it doesn't matter where the gear shift's at because if you initiate that, the first thing that happens is we neutralize the transmission. And then right after that, we apply the service brakes. We elevate the engine to 100% and we raise the bed. And the only thing that operator did uh, was initiate that with their finger, much like raising the power window onto your car. Okay? okay? So get loaded to point A, drive to point B. Uh, if you're backing up, if your shift case still reverts, it doesn't matter, You've got the assist hoist feature on. You flick that switch with your finger for the assist for the hoist to raise it neutralizes the transmission, applies the service brick, comes to a soft stop because you're only going two miles an hour or less. Yeah. And it uh, uh, elevates the engine and raises the bed. And all that operator had to do was uh, was just initiate that with his finger. So that is one of the best features of that truck because it's operators. Could can haul anywhere between 10, 20, 30. I've had people haul 120 loads a day and you can imagine that at the end of the day when you get done you know, the only thing you had to do with the thumb side was, uh, you know, engage that with your finger. It's literally one of the best uh, received uh, features that we put on these trucks in, in many, many years.
1: Okay. Now, talking about you talked about the number of cycles that some of these operators can accomplish in a given, you know, during a, during a given shift on a on a day. What have you yeah. done? What have you done with the cab design to really simplify this for the operator and take some of the stress out of operating the truck?
2: So one of the first things we did was we, we, we gave this operator better visibility. Yeah. So you know if you're driving a if you're driving a machine that holds anywhere from from 26 tons all the way up to, to 45 tons, uh, you know you could you could weigh anywhere from hundred and twenty to 160,000 pounds. You're on the busy job site. Uh, you're all wheel drive. a uh, lot of machines moving around you potentially. So visibility uh, for an operator is key uh, mm-hmm. to, be able to, to be able to be able to be doing that job efficiently and safely. Uh, so with this new cab design, we've opened up that cab, uh, some of the blind spots that we had in the past. We moved, we changed how the rocks, uh, how it works, where it goes. So uh, we, we've got greater visibility over the right shoulder, over the left shoulder, uh, for that operator to be able to see. Uh, put it back in the center of the machine. This new cab. This new cab, uh, when we launched the 745 a few years ago, that was the first truck, now the 25, we brought that cab, uh, the operator seat, three inches to the right, put him back in the center. He was sitting off to the left. Uh, so now that you're in the center, that opens up uh, more opportunities for mirror placement, um, not only for the side mirrors, but for that convex mirror that sits out over the uh, over the. The, uh, the front part of the truck so that you can see anything that's moving around in front of you if there's a person walking in front of you. So operator visibility, operator comfort being back in the center, uh, a, a nice uh, seat with uh, an option to have a heated or a cooled seat. We've had heated seats for years. Let's face it, these trucks run in a lot of hot environments and if you're sitting in a machine all day, uh, you tend to get hot around your midsection if it's in a warm environment. Uh, Because you're sitting there, you're bent over, just like us at our desk. So having a cool seat uh, option was was key for a lot of these customers. So that helps. Um, And then then just having so many of our features that we can go into uh, work behind the scenes without any operator intervention is really, really key to... uh, the added performance and productivity and safety.
1: What are some of those features that operate behind the scenes? I'm assuming like maybe a traction control or some of those types of features that operate behind
2: the yeah. scenes? So here's here's my excuse that I give to everybody. Everybody wants to get on the bandwagon for track-type tractors and excavators and motor graders and talk about all the great technology they've got on their machines, and they do. And I'm yeah. telling you, they got some great stuff. Uh, on all those machines, but they look at an articulated truck, and they go, "Well, it's just a truck. It'll have payload." That's that's a that's a feature with with technology. And they're right. We do have payload, which we can talk about uh, coming up. Mm-hmm. But how about we talk about that assistive voice feature? Could you as a cust Could you as a consumer uh, that has a pickup truck or a car, could you go without power windows? I don't think so. Right? We're all used to the power feature that we've got with our windows. So, we've got traction control, which is 100% automatic, no operator intervention. Uh, there are six sensors on this truck that monitor wheel split, and mm-hmm. they will instantaneously and automatically, uh, reassign torque to each wheel to keep, uh, you know, whichever wheel is potentially going to be spin will reduce the flow of torque to that wheel. If you got a, uh, another wheel that's operating in some dry conditions, we can increase it so that we've got constant uh, uh, torque to each wheel that, that has the ability to provide great traction. We've got um, uh, automatic retarding control, now comes standard on the 725. Automatic retarding control is standard on the 740 ejector 740GC. Uh, We've taken the retargeting lever out of the 740 ejector and the 745. So we're going towards having automatic retargeting control being standard on all of our trucks without any operator intervention, which means the lever is now gone out of that truck. So the truck knows what gear to be in on the grade. it'll find that gear, it'll downshift to that gear, uh, and lock it in that gear, the transmission in that gear. It knows if the truck's loaded, it knows if it's empty, It knows the level of retardations to be using based on all of those inputs. And the only thing the operator has to do, take their foot off the accelerator. When you take your foot off the accelerator, that will engage um, automatic retarding control. The truck knows whether or not you're to use flat and level retarding, or if you're on the grade. So you've got automatic traction control that the operator doesn't have to have any uh, interface with. Automatic retarding control, Nothing the operator has to do there. We've got assist to hoist, uh, which, again, is just to enable it by turning it on every day. Uh, and then we've got stability assist. We've got stability assist, which works in conjunction with all of these features and keeps that, uh, keeps that operator from potentially blowing that truck bed oak.
1: Now, how, how does stability assist work, and what are the main features of stability assist?
2: So stability assist, it's a, it's a big word in cater caterpillar. It's called CAT Detect with stability assist. Um, the large mining trucks have CAT Detect. Uh, that's where they can see 360 all around the truck. We do not have that on the arctic on the, on the, on the truck side, but we do have stability assist. And we use an IMU sensor on the cab and an IMU sensor on the bed, an inertial movement sensor on, on both the cab and the bed, because sometimes uh, customers uh, will load those trucks pretty heavy. Something will, will, will go to raise the bed, when you go to raise the bed, something will get lodged in the bed. Maybe if they've got a tailgate, uh, and you have all that weight going backwards, 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 and it'll actually raise the front tires off the ground. And because this thing, because the trucks um, oscillate in the center, mm-hmm. um, the front cab can tip over. So you've got to have protection at the cab. You've got to have protection at the bed. So we got an IMU sensor at either end. And, and they monitor, uh, you know, the relationship to that truck is to uh, to the earth. And we will warn that operator if he's in an unsafe situation if the machine is moving. So let's say you've got an operator on a job site, loaded, uh, in this particular job site, a certain section of it, they're going on a slope, across a uh, slope, um, up and down. Uh, we're okay with it because uh, you're not going to potentially tip that truck over. Uh, and we operate on, on graze uh, up to 30%. So we're okay on graze up to 30%. It's that cross slope that we're talking about. But if the operator happens to be driving, let's say, a landfill on the side of that landfill to take some dirt over to, to cover up some flagging, some trash that happens to be coming up through the, the side of that finished landfill, um, if they're driving sideways across that uh, landfill at this slope greater than 15%, you're going to get a level 2S alarm in that cab. That is going to hear an alarm go off in that cab. It's going to have a pop-up on the display and say, hey, change your method of operation. And, uh, you know, you're know, you working in a situation that potentially could become a hazard. Mm-hmm. So as long as they change their method of operation, that alarm will go off. Okay. Um, but the better part of that feature is and where most accidents happen is when that operator gets to move to the dump zone. Remember, they get loaded to point A, Mm-hmm. Jobs to go to point B. When they get to point B, we've made it really simple. Just engage that with your finger. How about if we now then throw some safety into that? So as he's here, she's raising that bed. If you are outside of the what we determine the safe zone to raise that bed, your back hand uh, happens to be off to the side. You can't see it if it's dark. Um, You want to raise that bed, nothing's going to happen. We're going to limit whether or not that bed can come up. The alarm's going to go off. The visual's going to be displaying on the dash. Uh, And when you go to initiate that with your finger to raise the bed, uh, we're not going to allow that bed to be raised. So that's where we're going to try and keep that truck safer. Uh, Even with all that uh, automation that's going on in there, uh, this is one of those uh, systems that's on all of our trucks. Uh, comes standard on all of our trucks, but uh, really uh, simplifies and, and gives a, a better uh, value for safety for that operator to so know he's got uh, some protection at his fingertips. Uh, if he or she maybe not understand uh, that they are working on the, on the grade with a potential hazard. So that's called stability assist. That's On all of our trucks. Okay. So hopefully, I explained it well enough for everybody to understand how that works.
1: Yeah, it does. Have you done any research on how uh, how many uh, rollovers you can prevent with Stability Assist, or uh, how? Con- I mean, I know it's a common problem on the job site, but does this really help solve that problem on the job site for the contractor?
2: Well, it's gonna, it's gonna, it, we haven't done, uh, we haven't had any um, studies done to, to show. Know exactly how many have, uh, have rolled over, but, but I think we've all uh, mm-hmm. seen the pictures and talked to the customers that have had this happen. But uh, everybody's aware of it. The great part mm-hmm. about our stability assist is there's no operator input required to have the stability assist turn on uh, or turn off. If it's on, and, and it allows uh, that operator to, to be safe no matter what uh, their skill level tends to be.
1: Okay. It sounds like your cab has to be greatly simplified because you no longer have the lever for the retarder. You no longer have traction, or you don't have traction control switches. It sounds like it's really a simplified layout for the operator then.
2: So imagine, imagine being a, a site superintendent mm-hmm. or a general contractor, and you know, it, it seems to be one of the last positions that they try and fill is who's going to run the articulated truck or who's going to run the roller. Um, because you know, you've got your highly skilled guys running your dozers, your excavators, your graders. Mm-hmm. so we can then we can then fill that role uh, efficiently, safely, effectively with with uh, maybe a person who's uh, you know new to the industry, new to the to the workforce. Um, so imagine putting somebody in there your your, your son, your daughter, your your wife, uh, a brother, a sister, and feel and, and know that they're going to be safe because. You really don't have a whole lot to do besides pay attention to your surroundings, know what's going on, Uh, concentrate on going down that grade, that elbow, um, you know, efficiently, safely, because there is no button to push for traction control. Retarding is automatic. When you get to the dump zone, you can uh, initiate that with your fingertip to raise the bed. But now you've got an operator that can really concentrate on what they're doing. Uh, and be more efficient, more productive, really makes for a nice uh, setup for those those people that are driving these machines.
1: Okay. Uh, Another issue I'd like to touch on is the cost of operation, and I understand you guys got a a unique setup where you're able to save some fuel efficiency with your truck. Can you explain, uh, with the transmission selection or the transmission interaction with the drivetrain, is that what's saving your fuel efficiency? So the, the, the fuel efficiency gains come from uh, from, from
2: a few areas. Uh, okay. One of them being the transmission. But you know we've we've got we've got uh, advanced productivity, electronic control strategy, yeah. um, and that's where the transmission and the engine are communicating with each other. Uh, you know, second by second to tell that truck what gear it needs to be a winded shift. But if you uh, if you've been pulling levers, uh, pulling levers is you know a, a, an acronym for uh, you know for, for uh, an operator that's been around for a long time. <laughs> if you've been uh, operating for a long time, um, you know everybody was taught from a young age. You know, just go with no, a big load, slow, go slow, and you know, and we'll get there. And you lock yourself in a certain gear. And uh, when you got to the next part of that grade, you upshift it, lock yourself into that gear. It's 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 as simplified as driving our automatic uh, vehicles that we drive on the on the motorway today. All uh, that technology takes over, uh, and there's always looking for ways to, to, to lose some weight, uh, which we've done uh, sporadically over the years, and then uh, get more efficient with how that engine uh, performs. And then, and I think that's some of the productivity gains that we're, that we're seeing. Where they're coming from?
1: Okay. And on the topic of productivity, can you talk a little bit about cat payload? I know getting the proper load on the truck is a, very important when you have a loading operation. How can you do that more efficiently with cat payload?
2: All right, so cat production measurement, as we talk about uh, at Caterpillar Cat production measurement, yep. uh, is, what we, is, is our payload system on our articulated trucks. Um, And and we've got, so with this new cab, one of the great things that comes with this new cab is we had the ability to put uh, some loading lights for the loading tool on the outside of the cab. So when the first generation of cab production measurement came out in 2013, we had a uh, a, a beacon-type light on the back of the cab, one green light and one red light. And it was in one location. Well, if you were getting loaded from the opposite side uh, with a wheel loader uh, or an excavator, it maybe became hard to see that light to see if you were at your at your uh, at your goal. So new cab, new design. Let's put those green and red lights on all four corners so that the uh, mm-hmm. loading tool guy that can then see if he's at uh, capacity with that machine. So we use a red and green light. The loading tool lights on the on the outside of the cab of the truck are not for the guy driving the truck, they're for the loading, team, whether it be an excavator or a wheel loader or the guy at the, at the hopper. Um, uh, green meets go. So when five tons hits the bed, that's the key target, when five tons gets into the bed of that truck, doesn't matter if it's a 25 up to a 45, when five tons hits the bed, uh, we turn that light to green. Green for caterpillar means go and keep adding more material to the bed of that truck. So it stays green, um, up until 75%. At 76%, it turns to a flashing red. Typically, uh, you're you're running a four to six pass match truck to to loading tool. Um, So if you're at 76%, that's pretty much going to tell a loading tool operator, this is your last pass if you're properly set up. So 76 to 95%, it goes flashing red. That's going to tell the operator your, 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 your last pass. When it gets to 96%, it goes solid red. Um, and it's solid red, uh, that's when you hunt the guy off and, uh, on the hard road he goes. The, the, the part we like to talk about in terms of payload is you don't want to underload your trucks, you don't want to overload your trucks. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's, it's important to know that because you want to be efficient. Underloading means you're not getting the best value out of that machine, the best uh, return on investment. Uh, overloading. People tend to think, well, Kevin Timberbelt, it's uh, it'll last forever, um, but you're just going to wear out your your drivetrain components, uh, your tires, and it's just going to drive up uh, your your maintenance costs. Um, it's no different. It's no different than either one of us taking our pickup truck to the hardware store and it's filling it full of lumber and it's squatting all the way home. If you did that every load, how long would your pickups ever last? So. It's important to make sure that you know where your loading uh, you know, the zone is at, and, and with cat production measurement, we tell you that uh, based on those loading lights. And then the operator in the cat, he gets to see in real time as the bed starts to load or gets filled, uh, the cat production measurement screen pops up, and he can watch, he or she can watch uh, and see what they're getting loaded. Uh, so that's a great way to, to maximize productivity uh, using a cat production measurement.
1: Okay, now is CAP production measurement anyway t- tied to Product Link or into a telematic system that you're able to? to yes, to, Okay.
2: It yes, it is. So, what do you get when you get all of that? So, if a customer decides that they want to pay them, um, taking that rich data set uh, to the back office is what, uh, is what we're talking about with, with, uh, with Product Link, right? Yes. So, now that customer, um, depending upon what subscription level that they choose to get from from Caterpillar uh, can get up to pretty close to real time um, data about every 15 minutes if they choose that uh, that level um, to know exactly what that truck's doing and, and they can look for ways to be efficient based on that data set from each one of these trucks they can find out you know because that truck if you get a, a, if you have an advanced productivity. Uh, it leaves a breadcrumb. That's what we like to call it. Uh, it leaves a breadcrumb trail around that job site. So we know that truck 707 uh, stops every day, you know, for an hour and a half. What's he doing? Uh, well, he, he takes an hour and a half lunch. Well, everybody else gets a half hour lunch. Well, okay, so now let's go truck, talk to that guy or, or uh, you know, this truck bunch too. You know, you got a lot of the trucks in one location for a good length of time. Maybe you've got too many trucks. So it's just a great way to take that red trail and let that customer see what's going on on this job site and look for ways. Uh, uh, they know their, their, their business better than we do, but they can look for ways to be more efficient. First, we're always there to help.
1: Okay. Well, perfect, Scott. I really appreciate you taking time to talk to us today for the Digging Deeper podcast, and we look forward to talking to you in the future.
0: Well, that's all the time we have today. Thank you to Scott Thomas of Caterpillar for speaking with us. Tune in every Monday for another episode of the Digging Deeper podcast from 4 and be sure to subscribe and share. You keep listening, we'll keep digging. Until next time.